Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 1986 episode of No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast Premier Video Game Podcast, and this is actually the 86th episode. But we do have some 1986 ties to this episode, mainly me, Richard Bergman. Yep. Joined today by Cesar Concepcion, the second. Yeah, I'm here. Were you here in 86? I was three years old in 86, so. <laughs> I was a month and a half by the end of it. I did take my first uh, plane ride, though, in 86. I remember mm-hmm. it vividly. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the other day, right? Just wake up and like, oh, hell yeah! Here I am. I'm in Jacksonville. Oh yeah. It was a small flight, but it was a flight nonetheless. I think I behaved. I'm sure people were chain smoking on the flight too. <laughs> Those so. were the days. <laughs> you know, I might have been also. They, I, yeah, I mean, sure. There's this. Somebody's gonna come back and like, it's not true. I'm sure there's a smoking section on the plane. He's so. crying. Give him a puff. It's on the, it's on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Take him to the back. This is where they all smoking. All right, I mixed I, uh, I mixed this up this morning. I introduced this before we ran through the news. Uh, there's a Game Boy analog product coming. We got some more Google Stadia details. Fortnite disappeared into a black hole before reemerging, just like me in Jacksonville on a plane when I was six mo- six weeks old. September MPD numbers are in. Switch hardware reaches a milestone for North America. There's going to be no loot boxes in Modern Warfare, but what do we get instead? And Sonic is confirmed to be in, but not be barefoot in Super Monkey Ball. It's important That's facts. important. Yeah. <laughs> it's vital. I had to sit there and take it all in just for a second when you read it. That I think was... I mistyped it, so I had to like, yeah, I was like I had he, to edit on the not fly. In, not on the game. I'm like, and he's not barefoot. So Sonic's not in the game and also barefoot. Yeah, Sonic confirmed it's to not be in. To be not be in and not be barefoot in Super Monkey Ball. It's like a double negative. It's like he's not in Super Monkey Ball and he's also not barefoot. He can't not have shoes if he's not in there. Yeah. Barefoot Sonic. These are the thing of nightmares. It's like that thing Russell sends us every once in a while with the barefoot Kirby. Have you seen that image? No, I just... It's disgusting. I, I typically just ignore it. It's fucking disgusting. It's usually that or Kirby with bones or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby with bones? Yeah. Like Yoshi with bones? Yeah, with a skeleton. <laughs> I look at it like, okay. We're kind of riffing off another podcast, but somebody was saying... Uh, uh, I think it was on Beastcast. They were like, "Okay, so a Koopa or a Dry Bones is a is a skeleton of a Koopa," and they were saying, "What was, what would a Dry Bones of a Goomba be or something like that?" It was it was along those lines. Like, what character that is? Have they have a Dry Bones Koopa or Goomba yet? Mm-hmm, there idea. isn't one. No. Can you have a skeleton of a mushroom? I guess if it's full skeleton. <laughs> it's the Mario universe. Anything can go on. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything of note been going on? No playoff basketball yet. We're still on playoff preseason basketball. <laughs> playoff preseason yeah. basketball. Have they crowned a preseason champion? No, it's people getting hurt. I mean, so Zion's already out for the next couple. Like the Seriously? Month. Yeah. That's not good for basketball. Sore, uh, sore knee. Same, same knee that acted up. From in, the uh, shoe? The shoe blowout? Yeah. Fuck. A lot of it's certain. They're criticizing his weight. He's a big dude, so. He is I, I think he, large. Like, Joel Embiid had that issue when he was in the playoffs where he was playing, his knee was hurt, and I think it was just a... Uh, I'm no one to talk about weight issue, but in sports, you know, the weight makes yeah. a difference. So the type athletic maneuvers and stuff they're making, the body it's like their diet, frames yeah. aren't even meant for that type of. We're just getting to that point. Like when you look at athletes that won like Olympic medals in the 30s and 40s and stuff like that, compared to now. I saw a stat: Georgia just got beat by South Carolina last weekend, but like their 1980 championship team the weight of their offensive line versus what it is now is like totally drastic mm-hmm. it's like a middle school football team oh yeah i love looking at those uh, 1991 nfl footballs where everybody's like freaking super huge and i'm like like nobody's like that now yeah 
All right, you ready to get on the news uh, four minutes in? Yep, new news. This is the first analog device I'm actually super interested in. The analog pocket was announced. Uh, it's definitely their sleekest one they made so far. Oh, it looks great. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Analog is known for creating sleek. Cesar, really, did you take it straight from the article? No. Y'all both noted the same thing. Analog is known for creating sleek. Cesar and Analog is known for creating sleek and modern takes on classic video game consoles, and now it's moving to the world of portables. Today, the company announced the Analog Pocket, which is essentially the most advanced Game Boy ever made. The gorgeous device has the form factor of the original Game Boy. Some will I would call argue it, with that. Some will call it a Game Boy Advance. Game Boy more advanced? The advanced is Game Boy. Game Boy advanced here. Uh, the gorgeous device is the form factor of the original Game Boy. You can play cartridges from the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. That's more than 2,700 games with a display that has 10 times the resolution of Nintendo's classic device. It has a 3.5 inch, 665 pixel per inch LCD display with a 1600 by 1440 resolution. I'm pretty sure that was the Game Boy's initial resolution. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and built-in backlight. That's the kicker. Also part of the original Game Boy. Yeah. It's powered by a rechargeable lithium-ion and USB-C. Includes a SD card slot. Hmm, what could that be used for? Three and a half millimeter headphone jack and remappable buttons. They could do what uh, Apple can't. <laughs> That's true. Wait, the headphone jack or the mm -hmm. SD card? A bit of both. Or the remappable buttons. Uh, there's even a built-in synthesizer called Nano Loop, which should come in handy given the Game Boy's history in the chiptune scene. So it's got like a built-in... I don't think they're going on with this article, but there's two FPGAs built into this device, and one of them like solely runs that that synthesizer to create music with. Um, do 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 do. Where's the important thing you were talking about? They don't put it in here. It's not in this Verge article. They yeah. dropped the ball. The adapter. No, the adapter. Oh, there it is. There it is. Mm -hmm. uh, they're also creating adapters so you can play uh, Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color. And I heard Lynx, but I don't see that. There's the Lynx game down there. Lynx titles. So this is like an all-in-one portable machine. They're also going to have a dock, kind of Switch-esque, that's sold separately that you can plop down and play your games on the TV. Mm-hmm. What do you think, amigo? I'm all in. You know, I have a shit ton of uh, Game Boy games. You absolutely do. Don't know how many of them will still work with that battery issues they aren't running into, but we'll see. Uh, we'll open them up and swap them out. Have so many, too many. It's a uh, need like a, a mega pack of batteries. It's not an easy task to solder that shit on there. So I know the batteries like come up like when you see eBay listings, they say battery replaced and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Dude, I've got a I've got a Zelda cartridge for NES that still has a save on it. Chrono Trigger has all my saves on it. Link to the past. I don't know that. I know it's coming up. I think we talked about it in the episode before, but we have. Have you had any die? Like, have you checked it? I haven't checked it. I don't I don't know what constitutes I don't know if it's giving out a charge when it's sitting dormant. No idea it what causes it. It just, like, sits it. there and flicker. Flicker keeps the saves. It's like a small, slight charge to keep the save on there. You never know. But then, like, Sega Dreamcast, that battery that's in there, mm. it's, like, fucking dead on all my Dreamcasts. It's dead on every Dreamcast, probably. Just about. Unless somebody went in there and manually changed it, so. They didn't make it like the Saturn, because, you know, the, the Saturn dies even fucking faster. But, uh... The Saturn has that little port in the back that you just pop it out. Mm -hmm. The Dreamcast is on the fucking board. You have to get all the way down in there to it and get it. Never unplug it. We need to have a day where we pull all of our Dreamcasts and we pull all of our original Xboxes and we do the capacitor fix on the Xbox and we do the clocks on the Dreamcast. And apparently now batteries on your Game Boy games. That would take forever. You ready for this? 
All right, so that product is going to be the Analog Pocket is $200. You can sign up on their webpage, be notified when it's going to be available available for pre-order. This is a beautiful device. Mm -hmm. We are not painting a pretty enough picture. Listeners need to go check out uh, this announced product, the Analog Pocket. I'm down. You want to take this next one, amigo? It's kind of two-in-one on these next two stories. Yeah, Google Stadia launch date. So we got a launch date of November 19th. Um, they kind of threw it out there during their um, Pixel press conference mm -hmm. when they announced the new phones and the Pixel Buds that don't come out till next year. And did they do anything else in there? I mean, they spent a lot the, of time. It was the Pixel Four. They wanted to spend a lot of time on the camera. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but that's the big kicker with the Pixel, though, is the camera. They didn't even go over the XL. They just went over their standard Pixel. <laughs> I'll have to sit there and look up if the XL still exists. That must be their big seller. The, uh, I did say they dropped Daydream. They're going to drop Google Daydream VR support. Yeah, that's why I don't have high support for Stadia. But did you keep your old Pixel? Do you still have your? I do. Do you have your Daydream? I so still do. You're good yeah. on that stuff. There's just not going to be new things coming out. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the Stadia product. But yeah, um, outside of that, it's coming out. I think they still have some bundles for sale for 129. It's November 19th. Um, I mean, it's the same stuff we talked about. It's going to mm -hmm. be the the Buddy Pass, the Chrome Ultra. Um, I think the only difference now is that uh, the controller is what wired. They said it's not wireless. <laughs> the wireless controller is not going to function as wireless. Yeah, I think you have to. Is it you have to use a cable and go into the Chromecast? I think that's what I saw. Both these articles come from The Verge. Uh, while it'll work wirelessly while playing Stadia on a Chromecast that's Ultra, you'll okay. have to plug in a USB-C cable to use it with computers or phones at okay. launch. Yeah. So it does work wirelessly with the Ultra, which is how a lot of people are going to end up playing it most likely. Did you uh, Did you ever go back in there and? and Jump on the pre-order? I didn't either. If it was on a phone, maybe. I would be more interested in trying that. Yeah. I still can't get signed up for that xCloud beta. Did you ever get into it? Um, I can never get the page to load. I don't know if it's it doesn't. It doesn't work for me either. It's a, it's an error every time I get that Forza Horizon thing. It's like your page is drifted off to another site. Mine just gets uh, the background with no text or whatever how the fuck did we get through to this and get signed up mm, i thought maybe it's because i kept trying to sign up on my iphone and it's like you can't use the iphone or something like that i was like yeah because i've secured a samsung galaxy s9 i think is what it is uh -huh. i've secured one of those for troubleshooting purposes to try x cloud on did you see on that note major nelson tweeted that uh controller clasp thing that they mm -hmm. that they've all been using i need to pull that site back up and i think it's eight bucks on amazon i need to go ahead and grab that I, would, I do want to try this out. I want to demo it. Yeah, I think um, one of my colleagues at work so I already got the, the verification. So, is it have they tried out the XCloud stuff yet, or yeah, they he's just got, got the, approved? It's basically he's got the approved. Like, hey, okay. then you know it's coming through. You're on the docket, type of thing. I can't Click wait here to confirm. I can't wait to try that out. That is, I, we've talked about it before, but I, I do honestly think that's the future. I put it in my games played, but I'd rather go ahead and cover it now since it since it applies to the streaming yeah, stuff. Go right ahead. But there was a, we talked about the PlayStation updates, and there was a, one of the updates was for remote play. Mm -hmm. So I updated my PS4, and then uh, at work, on my lunch break, um, I tried it out. I just fired up. I had a digital copy of Wipeout Omega Collection on there. It is way improved. I had no lag, 60 frames per second from the PS4 Pro. It was, and I didn't even have the controller. Like, I was literally playing Wipeout with the screen, just touching yeah. back and forth. It was amazing. And I did notice, you know, since the iOS 13 update... Um, when I launched Remote Play, it even warns you now. It's like, hey, you can actually sync a DualShock 4 to this iPad. 
So I thought that was a pretty cool touch. But uh, remote play improvement for just from my little five minute demo that I played on break was yeah. way improved. I think it's. I think they're starting to step up their game on that front too. That's going to be the the big kicker in this next generation. Yeah, a lot of these ones is just using your already uh, pre existing device to play, continue playing games so yep. instead of having a dedicated handheld. Keep so. your ecosystem on the go. I mean, everybody has a phone. Might as well just add a way for them to use it through it. So. Hook a controller to it. You still got that big iPad with the giant screen? Mm-hmm. Hook, hook something up to that bad boy. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. The wireless controller that's not wireless. Fortnite. We're throwing this in for listener Derek. He and his son are big uh, Fortnite fans. And this was a cultural zeitgeist over this past week and weekend. <laughs> not to mention all the people in... Complaining like, oh, it's broken. <laughs> oh, I do like we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I like how like Nintendo had to come out and tweet and say your V bucks are safe, your outfits are safe, they're gonna come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there was an event last weekend, and Fortnite is known for these big events. They have these. Uh, have you watched any of these? They're actually really cool. Mm -mm. There's big production value things behind. Um, so they'll change the map throughout the course of a season. There will be like little things that go on and. They're kind of hinting to some big event. And then, like, they've had a concert. The DJ Marshmallow was on one time. And uh, what are their other big events? They had a, a clash between, like, a kaiju and a, a big mech one time. And it, it, it these changes just, like, affect the map as it goes. And they've been building up over the course of the seasons to this. There was, like, a visitor that came down and left some tapes behind. And it, it's almost like a, what was the bees thing for Halo? What do you call that? Like a... It's not augmented reality. It's a there's some other type game. It's like a game within the game kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a uh, meta type deal. Yeah, it's like you have to you discover it. It's like oh yeah, yeah. You they're know, putting the yeah. clues together in the game as to what's gonna happen and stuff like that. Like if you you search for it and you see it, it's like uh it's like I think you said it right. It's a game within the game is what most people usually say what it is. Yeah. So these these this meteor had come down over some some part of the map and people were wondering what's going to happen and all these rockets started coming out and all this crazy shit. Basically, as people were playing during this event and watching everything unfold, the the map got sucked into a black hole and it was just sitting there. And Fortnite was down unofficially for like two days. I think it was Sunday like to Tuesday. Thirty six hours. I think it was. So of course the internet went crazy. There were all these wild memes about. Uh, kids going outside for the first time in three years and my favorite one was somebody said we did it people we killed Fortnite <laughs> so there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff like that and then I think it was Tuesday morning it relaunched so there's boats now there's uh, fishing fishing yeah it's there, the map is new and improved I'm not sure quite what the uh, Derek was telling me it plays more like PUBG now like the map is way more open um so maybe there's more of that strategy behind it. I still would like to try it out. I kind of feel like with this Chapter 2, like we're not super fucking behind on everything. We could give it a shot. Yeah. But then I think about just mine and your backlog, and I'm like, no, nah, there's five things we need to do to get through that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I, if, if I was that type of person who just needed to just do gaming to take off an edge or something like that, just fill a niche or something like that. I wish I could be this person. I wish I could be this person who I just plays this for the past three oh, years. Oh, I probably would never buy a game. I would just yeah. play Fortnite. It's and just... free. Maybe throw a couple bucks here and there for different shit ever so often for like a battle pass. But uh, The Verge says, Chapter 2 notably introduces new gameplay features, including fishing, swimming, new vehicles to utilize the boats, and pogo sticks. There are also new multiplayer emotes that let you coordinate dances with friends, new weapons, uh, and there's a subscription battle pass. 
Progression has been changed so that you can earn experience from doing more things, including getting kills or even just opening chests. It costs 950 V-Bucks, and you're able to earn an additional 1,500 V-Bucks from completing goals. <clears throat> so it sounds like they're still doing that. I think they were the first ones to like do the unlock the free battle pass as you complete stuff, mm. which is a cool thing. You have to put in the time. So It was a slightly bumpy transition between seasons this morning. This was from Tuesday just after 4 a.m. With tens of thousands of people following along on Twitch, Fortnite suddenly went down for maintenance. <laughs> they did disguise it in a really cool, you know, with the black hole and everything. Watch, watch this one. If you haven't seen any of these events... As much as you get into like the Marvel verse and stuff, mm -hmm. this is dude. This is like a full production. There's great music. It's epic. There's rockets everywhere. the The mech one is really cool with the mech and the kaiju fighting and like tearing up mountains and all kinds of stuff. That's that was the previous one. This shit's cool, man. They, they do a good job with this stuff. I, I gotta admit. I would imagine as many people poured um, time in that game. Millions, would, billions of dollars. It would be really up in the production values. All right, September MPD numbers are out. You want to you wanna take that one, sir? We're only 15 minutes in somehow. Seems like forever. It is forever. It is forever. This this podcast is forever. It lasts forever. <laughs> yeah, so um, just I think it's the 10th James. month in a row. The Switch was the top-selling hardware. Um, I think they hit their, um, what, 15 million sold in the United States also on top of that. Yeah, I put that at the end of the... That's like the next news bit. Yeah, we'll just combine them. Why not? That works. Yeah. 15 million Switch and Switch Lite units have been sold since yep. launch in North America. In North America. Yep. Keyword. Yeah, that kind of came out the same time as, or a little bit before MPD fully came out. They seem to do that, don't they? Nintendo releases their, like, uh, their little presser things mm -hmm. at the same time. So, 10 months in a row for Switch being the number one hardware. Which makes sense, because the amount of games have been putting out this year, this this was their, their year to make their statement. Well, they're still the newer console, too. These other ones mm -hmm. are in their twilight years. So what was what came out ten months ago that PlayStation beat them on? Was it just a holiday thing? It has to be a holiday thing. I'm trying if, to think. If it's, if it's ten months, it would have been like over the holidays. It would have been December. Yeah, November, yeah. December. It just would have been the one ninety nine price point, probably. Yep. And the Spider Man bundle. Probably so. Yep. Yep. Because I'm sure. Um, I don't know what bundle we would get this year. Would be Spider Man. Have you seen the leaked Black Friday stuff? Mm -hmm. I need to find that tweet. I'll look at that while you head you head over some of that other stuff. It's a rumor, but uh, it's at least worth going over. Outside of that, they did say that um, September tracked down eight percent overall from uh, Matt Pescatelli. This is all from Venture Beats by Jeff Grubb. Um, so this is yet a, uh, Jeff Grubb's word. This is yet another month that, that is dragging down 2019's performance relative to 2018. So it's uh, interesting, a bit of mixed news. So down overall, but Nintendo's doing well. Uh, year to date, spending across track video game hardware, software's game cards has fallen 6% when compared to 2018 to 8.3 billion. Said Pescatelli, declines in hardware spending has driven the decrease. So spending less on hardware. Um, so I guess we're buying a lot of people are buying less PS4s and Xbox Ones, which are, I guess, given because I mean, we the next generation is coming. So yeah, that makes sense. We're in that twilight period. I mean, I, I think the only time anybody's going to jump on hardware is if you get a. Black Friday, if you get a freaking awesome deal. I mean, all right, so I found that tweet. I'm gonna go ahead and slide this in there. Um, this comes from Benji Sales. I've been following him on Twitter. Um, he just he's one of these people that has access to sales data somehow. Mm -hmm. So, and this is this is all rumored stuff. This is a rumored Walmart Black Friday deal. The PS4 Slim will be 149, PS4 Pro will be 299, 
The original model switch with the detachable Joy-Cons is $199. The Switch Lite will be $149. And the Xbox One S All Digital will be $149. He says, gut instinct is this is fake. It's too good to be true. If legit, though, every one of us needs to rethink our holiday sales forecast. $150 PS4 Slim would be fucking crazy. <laughs> I would fucking buy one. It would yeah. be insane. Yeah. I don't even need one. I'll be like, uh... I'm My... Hundred dollar one from last holiday still sealed, but that was a that was just a okie doke on Walmart's side that yeah. I was able to get it for a hundred bucks. But uh, that would be insane, man. That would be that would be the end of the ten month switch reign. You need to follow this guy though; he's got good stuff. Um, yep. His pin tweet actually to explain a little bit more about him, since we do reference some of these people. He says, "I often get asked how I how I do what I do for clarity. I have visibility to a large chunk of real time sales data through various methods. I will not and cannot name for protection to myself and others." It's not 100% covered, so take predictions as an informed estimate. So he does have some background. He's got a picture of that uh, PS5 dev kit, too. That thing looks fucking crazy. That looks cool. <laughs> It'd be nice to find out in the wild that one day. That looks crazy. So, back on it. Uh, back soft- to MPD. Thank software, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was uh, your uh, what was the high-selling game? What's your guess? I know you know, but... Uh, I'm going to go with GTA 5 on 360. Mm. Disc 2, specifically. The non-installed disc. Well, GTA 5 is number 12. It <laughs> wasn't far off. Is which, it the 360 version? <laughs> which is surprisingly, because it's usually in the top 10. It is? Yeah, it could be. I mean, this is the software overall, so it could be the 360 version. I'm sure they're happy with it being number 12, 18 years after release. We kid, we know, we looked. So, uh, number one selling game was uh, NBA 2K20, which was kind of surprising, because as well as Borderlands 3, it sold like, what, 5 million copies in that short period of time. Mm, that's another 2K game. Yeah. They're cleaning up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cleaning up this generation. Big time. Without, um, without even releasing a brand new GTA. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Going down this list, number one was NBA 2K20, number two, Borderlands 3, number three, FIFA 20, number four, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Okay. Could um, you sell them Zelda? Which does not include digital sales, so it could be more. Could be. Uh, Madden NFL 20 at five, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint at six. Um, I wonder if it didn't do as well because it got rained pretty bad in the reviews. Uh, it got hammered hard, but I think some of those Ubisoft Tom Clancy people, I think they're there no matter what. I think it's, this is going to happen anyways because, you know, those games as a service, it's going to yep. get better. So Yeah, because down there, not to jump ahead on your list, but number 16 is Rainbow Six Siege, which came, which came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. So this may be one of those that just pops up. And they're on, like, season five or six. Yeah. Uh, Gears 5 at 7, which is surprising since mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people were getting that uh, game part pass. of Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, Code Vein at 8, the often delayed Code Vein. The anime Monster Hunter. Uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Not Monster Hunter. Other uh, genre. NHL 20 and 9. So almost everything EA related in sports is on there. And then Mario Kart 8 at 10. And then we have the usual suspects below, which is Minecraft, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, um, Spyro, Reunited Trilogy, Breath Tri- of the Wild. Trilogy, Red Dead Redemption 2, Rainbow Six. Plants vs. Oh, Zombies. Oh, the new Plants vs. Zombies. Neverville, which just came out. Right. Weird. I think we'll... We didn't even talk about it on the show. Hmm. Whatever. Uh, Spider-Man's Catherine and then the Breath of the Wall ends up in number 20. So. And you noted in pre-production a couple things that did not chart or yeah. have not charted yet. Um, well, I mean, I know, I know Dragon Quest Eleven charted on um, on the Switch, Switch separately, but I was, I was expecting to do better as much as Nintendo's been marketing and on the Switch. Some people might argue differently, but they were... 
It's number seven on the Switch. Yeah. But in my opinion, they were they were pushing hard because they were doing it like every independent thing where they took over all the mer- like advertisement for it from Square Enix and yeah. was pushing it hard. But neither here nor there. Like you said, it was at the end of the month. We might it might jump up. Um, outside of that, the the one that still surprises me is Control. Can you see if Control charged on any of those separately on PS3, uh, PS4, and Xbox One? I don't. I'm, see I'm looking it. now. Yeah. It's not on the Xbox One list. It is not on the PlayStation Four list I, either. It's crazy. I don't. I don't know. It's what happened. Everybody was talking about it. Like the the vibe was out there. The I think the reviews were good. Yeah, a lot of people were putting that on their list for top game of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, it's gonna be one I pick up. I I haven't gotten it so far just due to budget concerns. It's yeah. literally one of those games. You've talked about it favorably. You said it's something I'd be interested in. Michael said the same. People who I've you know followed on social media whose tastes line mm-hmm. up, they loved it. So. I don't know. I'm puzzled on that one. Hopefully we'll see a chart by the end of the year. Maybe, like you said, during Black Friday, maybe a lot of people are waiting on sales on this one. Glad I waited on selling Borderland 3. Borderland 3 so. It already went to 33 at one point. Yeah, somebody had questioned that it would not go to 29 to me and I, for Black Friday. And I'm like, it's already at 33. You're telling me it's not going to go to 29. Right, we got a whole another yeah. month. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, right. It's going to be one of those games. Yeah, and that, that thing's going to be like 29 or it might be even like a Walmart might have it like 20 bucks or something like that. 2K's cleaning up, man. I didn't yeah. realize like what all they had their hands in. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much an NPD for the year. I mean, we could go into more deeper details, but I mean, if we go down here, what was it 10 best-selling games of 2019 so far? NBA 2K20, number one. It's already there. Yeah. Borderlands 3 is at number three. Mortal Kombat 11 still hanging on up there, too. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 at 5, Madden NFL 20 at 4, which just came out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthem, surprisingly, at 7. Yeah, uh, it's holding on. I saw, I saw that in another news release because Amazon had it for like 10 bucks, mm-hmm. And then somebody went on to know, hey, it's still a it's still a bestseller. Um, then you grant this out of 5 at 10, but... Uh, <laughs> top it never 10. goes away. Yeah, and we also got the top 10 best-selling games of the last 12 months, which I guess is a little bit different. Because uh, it includes some stuff from 2018 in there. Mm-hmm. Dips so, in last year. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Black Ops 4, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, stuff that came out towards the end of the last year, which is still impressive because that was a lot of those were November and December releases. Mm-hmm. So I still haven't gotten Red Dead 2. Fucking NBA 2K20 at 4. It's only been out for not even a month. Wow. Yeah, look at that. And it's already the number four selling game in the past 12 months. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, number one game on Xbox One, Borderlands 3. Uh, Gears 5 at number 3 that's awesome finally some uh, Microsoft Studios is jumping in there and mm-hmm. there best sellers mm-hmm. uh, Plants vs. Zombies also their go to for that console apparently <laughs> uh, PS4 the NBA 2K's 20's Borderlands 3 the FIFA's the Madden's uh, and then Ghost Recon Breakpoint make up your top 5 Breakpoints uh, surprisingly Cobain at number 7 um, Catherine at 9 which is kind of cool it's cool. I like that. And fucking Minecraft, which will never go away. Yep. The Spider-Man's at 8, which I think is the only one exclusive to the Sonys. Uh, outside of that, until Switch, you have Link's Awakening at number 1, Mark Hard 8 at 2, Smash at 3, Spyro at 4, Breath of the Wild at 5, Mario Maker 2 at 6, Dragon Quest at 7, Astral Chain at 8, 9 has that Mario U Deluxe, and then 10 Mario Party. I'm interested to see Astral Chain still charting on there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no Damon X Machina. That one is a... Uh, I don't think I, we would ever see that one. That's a very niche title. Seems like they sent that one out to die, but it has great 
reviews and positive press behind I it. I think that's yeah, because I think that's why it was so crowded in that month. Because I think that's only a particular group is going to pay that. I mean, it's yeah. not. I've never seen an Armored Core game ever chart, so I, yeah. it's that was who it was for. Yeah. It was that crowd. So the Armored Core fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's not <clears throat> that's not for everybody. So is that it for uh, MPD? Thank you, Jeff Grubb and Venture Beat. Yep, Matt Pescatelli providing those uh, sweet sweet details every month. Um, so I guess the next one we'll talk about is uh, the confirmers no loot boxes for the the Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare comes out this next Friday. I will be day one this Call of Duty for the first time in twelve years, eleven years. Yeah, yeah. Because typically I wait until it's like twenty nine. I'm actually excited. Where I'm like, all right, I'll do four parts. That's when you and I yeah. got a uh, Black Ops three, four. Watch <laughs> Black Ops four. We've had to play that again. Yeah, we played it once. It was fine. Um, I played <laughs> that it. was fun. Yeah, I played it a couple times with Renee and my cousin Renee. Um, that was fun too. So um, not only is it crossplay, which is awesome, they will not have loot boxes. Instead, it will have a battle pass, which seems to be the the go to feature. Which is cool because I think most most of the time when they do have a, bot, a battle pass, it's typically uh, you get ways to earn it without having to pay for it. So mm-hmm. put in the time, you get the pass. So. Polygon reports the Battle Pass will also feature two streams, one free and one premium. Yeah. While Infinity Ward doesn't give many details in the post, other games that have had Battle Passes with free and premium options usually have certain basic unlocks that were available in the free pass with the higher tier of more impressive cosmetics available in the premium tier. I'm okay with this because I don't give a shit about cosmetics, especially in a first-person game. Yep. You're never going to see it. Nope. Yep, I'm mad every time I don't get that purple gun. Oh, welcome <laughs> Well, I die a lot, so that's when I see my characters when they're crumpled in the ground. Yeah, typically, uh, I usually do the campaign mode. I'll do a multiplayer a little bit. I just don't have that time. I mean, the only difference at this Friday is that I will have a copy of Modern Warfare in front of me, and then I'll have a copy of Medieval, and I'm like, which one do I want to play? Mm. Oh, are your friends online? A, if they're not, go to B. Yeah. That's what's going to come down to for me, but I know a bunch of coworkers are going to be playing, and we're going to hit up that cross-play. Hopefully we can get a big room together next Friday if the servers aren't getting destroyed. Let them get destroyed in the morning. That way I'll be uh, ready to play at night. That could be an option too. Mm-hmm. Just install Medieval and let that go. Oh god, it's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be like a fucking 600 gig uh, patch for, for Medieval Modern for Warfare. a PS1 game. Oh. <laughs> for Medieval, yeah, it's like a it's a five kilobyte text file on that disc, and they're like. So I went to download Medieval when I did the uh, when I did the PlayStation update, and you mentioned when you talked about it, it was the short-lived demo. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck? Where's this game at?" It was a literally a short-lived demo. It was not available to download anymore. Yeah, you only had like a week or something. Like that. Fucking! I was like, "Damn it! I want to try this game out." Too late. It's now the PT of uh, demos. Yep. If you have a PS4 with Medieval on it, your value just went through the roof. With my. Uh uh, Dan helmet that you can only get from that demo. Only so, from the demo. Only from the demo. Yeah. I should have played it, man. I just didn't cut the PlayStation on in that time. I think the power had gone out at some point, and it, that's when it did the rebuild, yelling at me like the guy. Oh yeah, it's fucking pissed. You did not properly turn it off in time. Yeah, it was me. Thanks. You you know what I was doing? I'm saying like yeah, just unplug it. Try to destroy you. You didn't die. Last bit of news before we go into games played is, um, this is, I don't even know what to do with this. I'm just looking at these crazy ass animations. Um, well, I mean, it's a game that I, I think we're all sort of excited about playing because it seems like from what I've seen on the previews on the understand it's better than it was on the, the Wii. They got rid of the Wii remote controls and, and we're of course talking about Red Steel. Yep. Finally. <laughs> Tied everything to a controller. <laughs> 
It's not Red Steel. It is Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD. Sonic Edition. I'm actually winning a copy of Bowder's Gate. I've never played one of those. I want to try it out. Um, yes, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is available as a hidden, unlockable character. This kind of leaked first, and then it started being confirmed and hyped up. Yeah. Somebody had thrown out the achievements, and it was a hidden achievement on there. Yeah. And there's, like, gifts of him running for, like, five mm-hmm. seconds, and then they, they fully embraced it. Um, this article comes from Polygon as well, from Charlie Hall. Uh, playing as the world's fastest hedgehog comes with some unique effects. In addition to boasting incredible speed, selecting Sonic automatically changes all stages bananas to golden rings. Can you confirm this for me? Complete. I'm going to make sure I'm not losing my ability to read. <laughs> Thankfully, Hughes. Hey, man. Is that the proper use of Hughes? It happens all the time. No, it's H-U-E-S, if that's even what they're trying to do. I, not Where are you looking sure. at? I don't even see that. Yeah. Where is that story bit? I was looking at it like, man, is my brain failing me? I'm always scared one day I'm just going to start reading stuff and it's just gibberish. And I'm like, no brain. Don't do this. Which, thankfully, Hughes pretty close to the it's original It's probably design. proper. I just don't know what the context of Hughes is. Sorry, everyone. This is uh, English 1101. Um, please turn in your essays. Damn it, Charlie Hall. You have us questioning your vocabulary. I'm sure it's proper. He's the writer. We're the yeah. amateurs. He, he might have... Uh, well. Yeah. So why is it a big deal that he has shoes on? Hugh, chop or cut? Confirm or North American uses the confirm or here too. Oh, okay, good to know. Well done, Charlie Hall. Yep. You expanded our vocabulary. Yep. We're gonna fucking win Scrabble with that. H U E S H E W S. I saw something on Twitter with Scrabble, and now you just brought it back into the forelight. Why did they make that the story? The shoes. Okay, so I guess the big bit is everybody that... else's ball is a ball is a barefooted. <laughs> is that what it is? They don't want a barefoot I... Sonic running around. Like your uh, barefooted toad running around or something like that with us? Barefoot toad, barefoot Kirby. Barefoot uh, Goofy. <laughs> he actually does do that. That's that's in the actual character lore. It's not that stuff of nightmares that mm-hmm. the barefoot Kirby is. All right, so Sonic, and uh, he's the original Sonic. It's it's the the chunkier Sonic. It's not the Sonic Adventure. Genesis High Sonic. Tops, yeah, yeah, which is my favorite. I just got outbid. Fuck Bowder's Gate. I'll never have that game. I give up. Uh, is that it for news, sir? Uh, I think so. That comes out with the 29th. Um, 29th on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows PC in winter 2019 via Steam. That would be cool. I 100 single-player stages, 10 multiplayer minigames, and boss battles. I'm interested in playing that. It's been a while since I played a monkey ball game, and I think it's time. It's time to get back into the the ball of the monkeys. <laughs> the ball of the monkeys. <laughs> Sir, return from which you came to the ball of the monkeys. Mm, and it's all about getting super, and it's all about that banana blitz. Did you like this one? Uh, I don't think I played it, because I think at that time I was burned out. Because that's when, remember, they, the first yeah. couple of uh, monkey balls were like, yeah, this is good. And then they just started like, we're going all in and doing weird shit with it. And I'm like, mm, it kind of burned me out on it. I don't think I, I think I own it. I just never played it. Because the first one was like a surprise uh, GameCube launch title hit. Yeah, that was probably being made for the the cast. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it reeks of Dreamcast. Not reeks, it... Radiates. Radiates of mm-hmm. Dreamcast. There they were powerful. Yeah, outside of that, and then they started doing that weird adventure, Super Monkey Ball adventure through Traveler's Tales. So. I bought that on some format. I think PS2. Who, who exclusively now just do Lego games. So. They did that after they had done some of the Lego games, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traveler's Tales. Um, yeah, let's go to games played. Uh, I guess I can start us out. Do it. Yeah. Easy, easy one for me. I didn't do much. I've been busy. Uh, 
did try out a couple things. So this thing loads up. Um, finishing up, I'm not gonna go into details, but I'm going through and knocking out Trails of Cold Steel 2 because number three comes out and like. Coming up soon? On Tuesday. Um, I have the countdown on my thing. I did buy a digital copy because it has a bunch of extra stuff on the digital copy for whatever reason. So, um, you know me, I'm the man who does extra. So I have like a uh, the limited edition one coming in in the mail, which I'll probably just leave sealed. What does the digital come with that's exclusive? Um, mostly, uh, it's probably mostly just cosmetic DLC stuff. Like, oh, I'll change this outfit on this person. <clears throat> I just looked, I was like, eh. Because I, I just saw it was digital exclusive. I was like, well, if, it, it, if it's worthwhile stuff, yeah. and that I I like, and it was a twenty percent discount with PlayStation Plus. So I was like, oh yeah, it was cheaper than buying a physical copy. Another separately. physical yeah. copy yeah. to play. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I don't mind double dipping on stuff like that, especially with like with the three sixty backwards compatible things. Because then I know I can, I still have my backups in case I need them. But at that digital copy, you know, when they're throwing it out there for a discounted price, mm -hmm. an actual discount, and it's not one to one. Like five bucks. I usually jump on it if it's five yeah, bucks. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So going through that, I'm like, I'm past the halfway point in the game. I won't bore everybody with it. I'll talk more about it once I've completed it. Um, outside of that, I, I did uh, purchase Return of the Oberdin. Try it out. Mm. It, it looks good. Return like of the Oberdin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I threw an Oberdin. I was like, I don't remember what it was. I just started it last night. Thank so, you. It always helps me on show notes. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So outside of that, it I, I do like the unique style on there, the grayscale on there, which is really cool. It's, it, the photos and videos doesn't do it justice. It's a completely different look when you start playing it. Yeah. It was getting rave reviews on PC last year. Yeah. So I'm, gl I'm glad it's on other platforms now for people to play. Yeah. So uh, outside of that, I mean, you start out as an investigator going to uh, the ship called the Oberdin that just that vanished and reappeared, and you're kind of like, you got a book where you, it breaks down like these, like this, uh, your investigation. It gives you a pocket watch, which gives you an ability to kind of go back and rewind times and see bits on there and try to figure out what's happened before. It's like a as all pocket watches do. Yeah, yeah, with a pocket watch with a uh, skull and crossbones on there. Awesome. Very reminiscent of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, very cool. Um. Oh yeah, his no, his was a compass. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. It pointed to oh, yeah, yeah, Tortuga yeah, yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it pointed to what he wanted. It did point to what he wanted. Yeah, it wasn't Tortuga. Yeah. yeah. Remember, because it kept going to Elizabeth Swan sometimes. And they're like, just kept <laughs> shaking. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I miss those movies. Oh, God. Yeah, they that, drove, speaking of driving something into the ground, they destroyed that franchise. They were supposed to do one more and finish it up, because that last movie they did, they, they brought back Will Turner, and they brought back Elizabeth Swan, but then not, because they were interacting with her, their child. But it's, okay. it's never going to finish. I never it's, saw that one. Yeah, no, nobody did. That's why they rebooted and they kicked Johnny Depp off. So. No more Johnny Depp. Yeah. They rode that They rode that Johnny Depp train as far as they could. But that first three was pretty good. And, I mean, they got progressively worse as they got on. One there. and two, I think, are, are top tier. Like, yeah. I love the buildup that Dead Man's Chest does. But the third one just, it, it's like they had to tie up so many loose ends, it just got ragged. I didn't it, think it was that strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just it, they had to come up with the ending, and it just that's why. Yep. That, that's what it, it seemed like. I don't know. Making movies is hard. So, it is, especially writing them. Easiest, easy for us to sit back in our hues and criticize. So outside of that, uh, I haven't played long. Maybe about an hour. Uh, well done, Hughes. <laughs> I, was um, waiting. I was waiting. Yeah, I had to have acknowledgement. Yeah, well done. Uh, I'll keep playing. It's pretty cool. I, I like the puzzle-based system. So it's like um, yep. you're, you're going through it. Mean, it's a slow burn um, from what I can tell in there. It is something that seems like it's very special. It's a detective-type game, and there's nothing really like it. So I, mm -hmm. I, know that, I know that's your cup of tea. 
how does it control on PS4 versus, you know, it was designed on PC and all that? Uh, so, it, it does just fine. I mean, a lot of it's tied to the R2 button. So, like, I'll move up to climb a ladder, press R2. It uh, seems like everything's trigger-based. Um, you press R2 to ladder? I do press R2 to ladder. Um, I also press R2 to pocket watch. Uh, outside That's of that. Confusing. And R2 to get to the end of the book. You ever, R2s. Just, you ever just stand there and do the ladder and the pocket watch and the book at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, and where I can't decide between two of them. All right, so the controls on Oberdin are questionable. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so I'll, I'll play some more, and it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it seems like something I'll do a slow burn on there and maybe pop up every so often. I don't know if I would sit there for uh, something I want to enjoy slowly. You're going through the manifest trying to figure out what happened to each one of these people, mm-hmm. right? So you can you can almost do chapters of it. and, and, and They're and broken up into chapters. Okay, yeah, cool. They are, yeah. Cool. There's a there's certain amount that you can do in each chapter and to solve them all. So, cool. yeah, I'll speak more about it as I go through it more. Yeah. Uh, the other one I popped in just for a little bit just to see how it looked was uh, Baldur's Gate on the PS4s. Okay. Uh, this is the combo skew thing? Yes. It comes with uh, one and two and I think two expansions for Baldur's Gate. So it's like four games on that disc. Okay. Um, I know it's a bit pricey. You can get them pretty cheap on PC. Mm-hmm. I was uh, primarily interested in see how, because I've played this before on PC, uh, how they would do the controls on there and the controls is fine. I would imagine it probably play better on Switch maybe if they tie to the touchscreen. I cannot confirm. We'll have to wait and see somebody can confirm that. Uh, but it plays just fine with the controller. Um, it does take a little getting used to because it can seem convoluted because that's really a keyboard-based game where you hit certain keys to yeah. bring up um, menus and use the mouse to highlight your options. Yeah. But from what I can tell in there, it starts out just fine. Um, uh, the gameplay does remind me a lot like uh, Diablo-esque. It's a uh, top-down, isometric um, Okay. It doesn't have it, but it doesn't have that like a uh, action RPG feel where you can move on, attack, attack, attack. It is more of a standard RPG. Um, story you can't so, just tank your way through. You've got yeah. to, you've got to think about what you're doing move wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how does this differ? I brought up the. I'm trying to get the two. They're called Dark Alliance. I'm trying to get the two for console from the early 2000s. Those are way more console friendly, right? Like, Those are versus, more like, this a, is like a PC. In RPG. my opinion, and. I'm sure Michael can clear it up on there because I haven't played them in a while, but I think the ones like the Dark Alliance are more like, uh, they're more action RPG versus... Yeah. Did you like those? RPGs. People rave about them and I have no... I, I, I like, really want to play them. I like any of the Baldur's Gates. Yeah. The, the bread and butter for those are the story. Uh, they always had a, a good story. That's, That's why awesome. I'm, I'm excited about the third one. Um, I think the only one that probably hasn't aged well on all of them because I, I ended up getting the Plan, uh, Planetscape and uh, Ice Dale. Mm-hmm. I think Ice Dale was the one that hasn't aged as well story-wise, but they've always been good stories. And this is from the OG Bioware before um, they kind of went off and did the other stuff. So Before they got run into the ground. Yeah, a lot of those people who did those uh, games, they they formed that new company called Beamdog, which did those this enhanced ports. So okay. But yeah, I mean, I haven't played long. I just want, my biggest thing was just to fire it up, just see how the controls were. Because yeah. like, when you play something like this, you got to do it for the long haul. You have to, have to yeah. sit down and... Because you have... It takes some time to prepare because yeah, you have to stare and they start out the story. The story is like, oh, you've been raised by this foster father, and all of a sudden one day he tells you like, oh, you got to get out, and he didn't tell you why. He just gives you money. You got to buy weapons, and you got to buy weapons. It's it's one of those typical ones where it's a slow burn to get started, but once it gets started, and you start getting people on your team, um, you can it, it really gets going. Um, the other one I played is uh, Monkey King Heroes back. I was interested in doing it. Okay. Uh, it's a platform. Nothing about this. Yes, it's part of the. Remember, we how we saw those uh, where we're currently banned from now at the China shows, where um, like Sony did those like those game developers. Mm-hmm. So this one's actually funded and 
developed by a Chinese company and is part of the Sony Interactive uh, produce. It's not published by them. It's published by THQ in uh, America and okay. Europe. It's published by Sony in China and Japan. Um, the cool thing about it, it's based off a movie. The movie's on Hulu. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I think Starring uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan plays the Monkey King, okay. uh, which is interesting because I think he did, yeah he didn't do it in the other one. And the I think it was uh, Jet Li did it. In that, this is uh, Sony game. It's on Steam also. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, well, it was published by THQ in America. I got you. I got they you. ported it over to Steam. Um, what you remember? Sony's making PC games now. So. They are. So um, the, the cool thing about it is forty dollars is a little steep. It, it probably more of a steal if you get it at twenty. But uh, the reason why I say that ahead of time is because um, it, it is a it's a platformer. It's like a it feels like a PS2 platformer. Cool. Like those uh, 3D ones back in the day, which is cool. This it's, art it, style looks great. Which is cool to jump back into it. Um, yeah, the voice acting's done seem uh, very well. Uh, presentation's on par. It seems nice. Um, it just it's, a, it's just old school. That's all it is. I mean, it doesn't have like those uh, quality of life games that we have from platforms nowadays. So if you're in a mood for playing like a PS2 one, like Legend of K or something like that from mm-hmm. those PS2 era ones, it's very reminiscent of that. Um, you have a lot of attack, uh, heavy attack. Uh, basically, the Monkey King uh, does like a backstory where he rebelled against the uh, Buddha, uh, trying to become an all powerful. He has this chain on him which uh, contains his magic. Uh, and he was in, he's been in prison for 500 years. This kid is being attacked by a monster, which looks like a, it looks like one of those monsters from uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, that Dream Wars thing. Yeah. Um, the thing, or the swamp thing, or whatever it was in that thing. Um, he's freed by this kid who's being chased by monsters. Uh, and you're just kind of going through, and they're telling him, like, well, if you want that chain removed to get your full use of the powers, you need to do good in this world. And so he's just kind of going through and okay. helping this kid out. There's but, been a lot of variations on this journey to the West mm, story, so this is a, it's another version of that. Yeah, I mean, it, some people will see it as just like a, a movie tie-in. Um, so, I mean, it does tie in very well with the movie, which you can watch on Hulu if you have Hulu. Push Square says it, it plays really well and super smooth frame rate. Yeah, it, it's it's not bad. It's not it's not bad. I think it's just this... It's just uh, the plastic. It feels like an old platformer. I think it's the thing that's holding it back. We like this kind of yeah. stuff, though. This is, this I think is our era, also. That's what kept me from not canceling the pre order because mm-hmm. I saw that. And I was like, ah, I'm kind of in the mood for this. Yeah. So I'm trying to know. I'm liking it. I can maybe got like a couple hours into it. I mean, you come up to these statues, which are very uh, voodoo esque, uh, where you can do upgrades so you can get like monkey eye. Or monkey, uh, monkey eye or monkey vision or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, I'm probably saying it incorrectly and I apologize. Um, which kind of shows you like the collectibles in the world. You can get collectibles for different plants, uh, like bugs, horns, and you'll get up to the, like this Madam Hare, which has uh, it seems like a lady with a giant hat. Mm-hmm. And she, you turn in these um, ingredients to come up with like medicine. And does it work kind of like the Tomb Raider thing where you scan the environment, like you hit a button to? It, it kind of does like a glaze, and it just kind of like you're looking through a blurriness, and then you'll see like the items that you can actually pick and pick up are glowing. Okay. So it's like it makes it like very well known that it's not hitting in the background because there's there's some things like some of the flowers will kind of just be part of the background and some of it, it will you can interact with. So cool. Yeah. So if you're looking for an old school platformer, it's nice. That's uh, Monkey King Hero is back for PS4. Yeah. Um. Outside of that, I see you have a 3DS game on there, sir. Yep. Lines of Live HD. Sorry, everything cleared out for me for whatever reason. Kicked me out. Um. 
This is, I think we've talked about this, uh, uh, me and you have talked about it before, because I tried to play it on 3DS mm-hmm. before they announced the the remaster, and this is just uh, Alliance Live HD, it's just a straight You sold me on remaster. this like two years ago, because I downloaded the demo right after yeah. that, played the hell out of the demo, and got the, I got the full one and haven't played it since. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the writer. He's the uh, the gentleman. I don't have the name on there. I apologize. He's the one who created the Sui Coden series. He did one, two, and three before he left uh, Konami. Um, he wrote the script for this one. This was one where they took the engine from like um, from a previous game they did on 3DS, which was uh, pretty fun to play, and they went ahead and took it seriously and got somebody who could write a story. Mm-hmm. So they, they got him and he's... Uh... The scenario was written by Yoshitaka Murayama. Yeah, Murayama. Noted for his work on the Sukaden series. Yeah. From Wikipedia. So, it, the story's really good. I mean, you start out as a... Um, and I've talked about it before. I don't want to go into much detail. So. This came out March 2018? Yeah. It's on 3DS? Year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now it's been remastered. For PS4, Switch, and Windows is coming. PC. Yeah, yeah PC. Soon. October 8th. Oh, so, so it's already out on PC also. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, basically you're in this world where um, monsters have kind of taken over. Uh, nonstop rain is happening. Uh, and you have like these... Um, the world environment is not a safe place for humans. So mm-hmm. there are kind of like a second class citizens in this world. And they're trying to rise up and get their freedom again and find some way to bring um, sunlight back into the world. Because it's just it's like kind of like what we have right now. It's cloudy and raining 24-7. Um, cool. Outside of that, I mean, the only... <laughs> cloudy and rain. Yeah. We're in Seattle right now. Yeah. Outside of that, um, I mean, not much has changed since uh, I talked about it last. I mean, it's a, it is a remaster. It's playable on the TV. That's part mm-hmm. of the biggest difference. Uh, the only thing that I think that would have been cool is they would have did some voice acting. There's not. Uh, it does look a lot better. So it's just a straight port, just cleaned up. It's just cleaned up, put in 1080p, and then a way to play it on television. Okay. If you have it, I mean, there's nothing you will lose or gain if you go in between any of those three versions. Okay. So I, I can't speak for PC because I don't have it. I don't know the settings on those, but they all go up to 1080p. There's no enhancements at all across on there. It might be some on PC. PC is always a different world. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I probably just put an hour or two in there. Just wanted to see what it was differently from the 3DS, and it's not much. It plays well. Um, it's a lot of fun. The biggest uh, quality of life improvement that I noticed on there is that you can definitely speed up the battles, which is 100%. Nice. I remember them being slow in that demo. I yeah, played. you can do 4x and just go through it a lot, a lot quickly, a lot more quickly. So it's that quality of life improvements that they're adding a lot to these RPGs now that kind of help speed them along. Mm-hmm. So the complaints we've had for 20 years. Um, outside of that, the last one I'm going to talk about on this list is, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I, I beat it. I unlocked the Platinums. Was the Concrete Genies? Platinum unlock on Concrete Genie. Mm-hmm. You painted all the concrete with genies for the platinum. Yep. yep, yep, that's it. You talked about this last week. You loved it. It's good. I mean, I, I felt like it was a very Halloween-ish game. Um, yep. It's broken up to many different chapters. Um, it, towards the end of the game, it kind of changes the gameplay where it, it comes from like a like an exploratory thing where you kind of paint these genies and use them to solve puzzles to get across the map and kind of convert this world that, from this uh, island that has been loss of negativity and oil and it, it, there's a point where like some of your genies have some of the negativity has affected them and they've created like a boss mm-hmm. and you evolve into this character who like your paintbrush you can kind of skate around and it the skating around reminds me a lot like a jet set radio mm. where you or a sunset overdrive yeah where you just kind of just skating around awesome. and using the the paintbrush to do attacks and that's towards the end of the game which is which is cool because it ch- kind of changed it up. I wish it, that part was a little bit longer. It's like legit the Larry end of the game. So it's okay. like maybe the last hour, hour and a half. 
where it kind of changes it up. So I, I felt like if it was, I don't know if it would, if it was introduced sooner, it would be better. I think if it was introduced, maybe, maybe spread out a little bit more, it would be a lot more fun because it is a gotcha. short experience. I think it's only like eight, six or eight hours with that game. But outside of that, I, that, I finished that it up. That ending is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Can you go back in since that is the fun way to move around and experience that game? Can you go back in and keep doing that? Or you can't. Are you done, done? Or once, once you're done with the game, it'll throw you back into the map and you can kind of just go around and, and use it. But there's not like cool. there's any more enemies you can fight. So it's kind of like you go around and you finish any of the puzzles you got left. Okay. Uh, I don't, Free skate type thing. Yeah, I don't think there's any of the puzzles that you couldn't have done the first time. Um, outside of maybe unlocking certain... There's only certain genie types that are kind of like uh, power types mm -hmm. where you have like uh, blue, yellow, and red. Red for fire, yellow for electricity, and blue for wind. Um, blue for wind. I wasn't yep. expecting that. Yeah. Water kills you. The guy can't swim. He can't say, uh, Ash, he keeps mentioning that. It's like GTA? Yeah. The it's early like, oh, GTAs. Yeah. I can't swim. Why do I keep jumping in water? Oh, that's all I keep saying. I'm like, I don't mean to, <laughs> damn it. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, like it. I like it a lot. Um, I have not done the VR mode. Uh, I'll try it out once. But you know how I feel about VR. It's a whole... Gotta hook it up. Dude, we I got mention like... this every episode. Within like, I don't think I've played VR in a year, and I think I have like a stack, like maybe like ten games. Dude, I'm, I'm still sitting, sitting on, I'm still sitting on Astrobot. I'm sitting on the the crown jewel of PlayStation VR mm -hmm. that I have to experience. So I'm like, it's there. I'm like, at some point, I'm like, all right, I got enough. Like, I can, I don't know. I need. It's. I got a vacation coming up at the end of November. Maybe by then, I'm like, all right, it's a staycation. Set it up and yeah. go to town. Yeah, I need a staycation for that one. I don't have time to sit there and like. To spend like half a day troubleshooting sh bullshit, because so. it's Checking it cables. never goes fucking nope. smooth. Nope. So. And we do that Monday through Friday. We yeah. don't want to do that in our like, free time. Fuck this shit. Yeah. What were we having issues one time? And you were like, "Dude, we do not want to have to deal with that right now. We we, we do that through the week. We're we're not letting that blend into our hobby." It's so, we had this it's, discussion. It's always some bullshit <laughs> gaming thing. I'm like, I'm like, well, let's troubleshoot. I'm like, no, fuck this. Oh. I'm like, it's just not meant to be. Is the way I look at it. I'm like, yeah. I'm tired of. I have not vivid nightmares. That's ninety percent of my job. Ninety ninety percent of my job is troubleshooting. That's it. That's well, what we do. A lot of times, there's people just showing up at my desk while I'm eating lunch, and I'm as I'm putting food in my mouth, and they're like, "This thing's broken. Stop what you're doing," and just throw it here. I'm like, "All right, cool. I'll, let me just stop eating and help you." But we're grateful for our position. Oh yeah, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either here or there. I, I our source of income for purchasing games. I like to bitch, so I'll, I would bitch if it. Um, I did nothing. So. <laughs> So I've actually played... Are you done, sir? Yeah, of course. I've actually played a variety of stuff. I'm actually excited to bring up some cool things. Uh, I did make progress on Link's Awakening. I'm kind of playing that. Nope. <laughs> I'm officially halfway through. I thought we were halfway through last week. But I beat the dungeon where you get the flippers. So that is the angler key, I believe. So now I'm headed to the bay. But like I said last week, I did a lot of like side quests and got seashells and things like that. And I've done some more of the trading sequence, so... I think I'm a little further along than actually half. It's just that I've got half the instruments. Yeah. So um, my youngest child has really taken up to watching me play this game. She loves the, the claymation style mm -hmm. and the characters and all that kind of stuff. She's really mm -hmm. digging it. The owl. <laughs> she loves that. And it, it just continues to be a great game. I did get stuck in that angler um, in the angler dungeon. I had forgotten that the one of the keys that I had unlocked fell through that hole and then went in the water yeah so I, I had gotten the flippers and just was wandering all around I was like where i'm look i'm pulling up the map i've opened all the chests. i'm like what the fuck where do i i have no clue what to do and i was i was this close to grabbing the guide and tapping out and uh we just started exploring and i dove down into that there's some stairs you go down that go down into the water like one of those side scrolling type sections mm -hmm. you have the flippers you jump in pick up the key i was good to go 
That boss was super. I remember how cheese that boss was on mm. Game Boy. The you just run up and smack them with the with the sword over and over and over. The little <laughs> yeah, the angler fish. Yeah, that's like the easiest boss I think. That's that one's super cheese. So that's Link's Awakening. That one uh, I'm gonna pl- keep plugging away at that one. All listeners know my thoughts on Link's Awakening. Uh, on the note, with my youngest being interested in Link's Awakening, I've struggled. I've been a dad for over five years now. Gaming has been like, you know, how do I introduce my kids to gaming? Like, it's important to me. It's something we talk about. We do a weekly podcast. So, like, how do I ease them into gaming? Like, what what do I get them into? Do I try to present to them what I've been interested in and see if they pick up on it? Or do I let them discover things through school, kind of like I did? But it, it was kind of a different scenario because I didn't have games growing up. I got a Game Boy at 7. My neighbor had a Nintendo, so that's what I got to play. And... um I talked last week about getting that NES and hooking it up to that, that TV and trying some stuff out. And I was like, you know what? Let's hook up Duck Hunt and see what they think about Duck Hunt. And so their other previous game stuff they've played is Super Mario 3D Land on 3DS. Mm-hmm. That's their go-to. Like, they wake up. After they're done getting ready for school, they're playing 3D Land. And they, just like me and my brother, when they die, they swap out the controller and just go back and forth. Or they swap out the system. Dude, we started playing Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers on that combo cartridge. Mm-hmm. They love it. It's every night. We finish homework. We finish dinner. We come up here. We do a round of ducks. Um, my oldest is actually like a damn sniper on Duck Hunt somehow. Like she just intuitively picked it up. So I've got, you see where the chair's at? Because we're up here where it's at. Mm-hmm. I pull the Nintendo back as far as it'll go, right? For the AV cables. And then I, we pull the chair back as far as it'll go with the Duck Hunt gun. And she like... She holds the gun with two hands and, and like, grips it and lines up ducks. Man, she's like a damn sniper. She can get, we get to, like, round seven or eight before it gets to be too much for It's like your own version of the Hurt Locker. <laughs> oh, God. With Jeremy Renner blowing up in the first part. <laughs> no, she's digging some duck hunt, man. And then we'll do, we'll do a round of ducks until somebody gets a game over. And then we hit reset and do Super Mario Brothers. And they can both actually get through the first level now, like, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um... The hardest part, it seems, is, like, it's funny seeing... I've been playing games for 30-something years, same with you. We just intuitively know what to do with certain titles. Uh, This is one of the games we've been playing the longest, probably. And there are certain sections in the game that teach you... It's in the game design, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a pipe that you can't jump up. You know, you have your normal Mario jump. You cannot jump up it unless you hold B and just go and scale up with that running high jump. And I had forgotten things like this because we just know how to play and it teaches you that as you go because you will be stuck there and the timer will run out and you'll die unless you hold down B and do the run and jump. And then there's a couple, you know, actual platforming sections where you have to jump across a chasm that that has the running jump. And it's early, like that one might not be the first level, that might be the second level, the underground part, or a 1-3 might teach you that. But it's brilliant, like this taught us so much about games that we use now, these basic design principles is such a good game but i've i don't know why it didn't come to me before to to start off with that it's such a perfect combo game yeah duck hunt super mario brothers so many people started off with it why not my kids yeah so highly recommend new dads new moms out there trying to ease your kids into gaming if you can get a hold of an nes not the classic if you can get a hold of the nes and get a a duck hunt gun and and an old crt fire that thing up man The, the kids love shooting the ducks the baby however does the old school style of standing right by the TV and pulling the gun. Yeah. So she's right there. She's right there at the ducks. <laughs> she gets aggravated because 
it breaks my heart, man. She'll miss a duck. She'll be, you know, trying to step back a little bit from the TV and she'll miss and she'll turn around with this brown on her face and I'm just, uh, I'm destroyed. I'm like, step up. You can get them. And so she'll, she'll finish her round with the yeah. gun right by the TV. Just taking the ducks out. I'm sure she wants to be able to do what the oldest is doing. Do it from the back. Yeah. That's part one. She also, the oldest has, I didn't know this growing up, but the second player controls the duck with the controller if you have a controller hooked up. So she'll, she's vicious with it. If you let her play as a duck, she's going to take the duck immediately over to the left side where the tree's yeah. at and hide the duck behind the tree and just like bob him in and out so you can't even see the duck. It's, it's great, man. We're, 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 for it to be such an old game and a classic and, you know, how many hours do we do we have in Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt? We've played that for hundreds of hours mm-hmm. at this point. It's just so much fun. It's that classic. Probably thing. longer than I've done anything productive in life. And I'm really enjoying having shared it with my kids is a lot of fun she wants to show you if we if we have time after the podcast she wants to show you around a duck hunt it's gonna be a tight squeeze it'll still be hooked up next time you come back yeah all right i'm gonna wrap up because we got to get out of here uh we talked about this a couple weeks ago there was a star wars game being developed for sega saturn and very recently someone dumped that um that rom too i think it was this it's not assembler games they're shutting down Anyways, it ended up on archive.org, which is where the stuff needs to go. Mm-hmm. I ripped a playable copy of this and fired it up on the Saturn, and it is a playable game. This is, uh, it's, a, it's basically a tech demo. Like There was no way to die. I couldn't figure out how to die. And a basic button on the Saturn, I can't remember which one it was. It was something on the six-button side, but it would change your vehicle. So I would be, it's a, it's a tech demo where you fly around on one of the speeders, and you just shoot these random enemies. It the release of it said it was kind of it was made in the Panzer Dragoon um, engine, and I can feel that with the shooting and stuff like that. But it's we got to fire it up one day. It's, it's actually really cool to experience. I'm glad this stuff's out there. Yeah. But what I was saying, one of the buttons you can hit, it changes you between the the speeder, like the land speeder, or the speeder bike is actually what it is. It'll change you from that immediately to the chicken walker, the ATST. Yeah. So you can just like button press and go from vehicle to vehicle in the. Uh, it changes the scope and the the guns that fire and it's everything. Just like a flavor tester on what yeah. what you can do versus uh actual i guess a complete game right? oh yeah oh yeah. yeah this is a bug test version like, type thing. like they're trying to sell it like hey this is what we can do and that's da, exactly da, da, what da, they da. did they were yeah. taking it to trade shows and trying to get you know trying to get publisher and all that kind of stuff yeah but it's playable and you move around the map it looks gorgeous for the sega saturn famously struggled with 3d it's beautiful man mm-hmm. it looks really good no audio there's no sound effects or anything like that but everything else is uh super playable it looks good might be something cool to stream and just archive and have out there. Playable copy. Um, that's it for my games play. You ready to wrap it up, sir? Uh, yep. You can find this podcast on uh, iTunes. Spotify. SoundCloud. Overcast. Google Play. Stitcher. Every Tuesday. We're up every Tuesday. Finally got it where we didn't fucking repeat something. We didn't. Yeah. We made it all the way through. No, you're not bitching at me like I already said that. <laughs> We're on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Follow mm-hmm. us. No, just search for No Podcast. We're there. And uh, is that it? Yeah. Are we good? Fuck Facebook. Always fuck Facebook. Yeah. We're not Facebook fans until we cower to the might of the Oculus Quest on Black Friday. (laughs) To play our copies of Medal of Honor VR. I really want want Oculus Quest. The more we talk about hating hooking up our VRs and I think about just sliding the headset on and having those controllers, I'm like, fuck yes, I want this shit. I'm going to get fucked over because it's going to be like, create your Facebook account to log in. Oh, God. Sign in with Facebook. I deleted my Facebook account account before your leading Facebook accounts were cool so I'm like same here <laughs> we'll just have to make a bogus one maybe we can make a no podcast one and go from there well we, we've stuck with fuck Facebook for so long 
This one, that's gonna be my Facebook name. Fuck Facebook at <laughs> Facebook.com. Fuck Facebook 9999 because I'm sure there's other people. I'm that. sure there's plenty. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining us this week. We wrapped up in an hour and three minutes. Yeah. So, a good speedy show for you. Lots of information and some cool games. Give you back an hour of your life. You owe us for that one. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Under Ruth. so cool up here we have no fan interference for once right you can't hear it then it'll be the heater cutting on that'll be on all future episodes